welcome back, Literary Slumbers, to another episode of Shelf Aware. And apparently Jake hates bugs, question mark? I'm Anna. <laughs> and I'm Em. Uh, this week on Shelf Aware, we are covering the next Animorphs, next book in the Animorphs saga, Animorphs number 11, The Forgotten by K.A. Applegate. Jake POV. Jake POV. Uh, Anna, what do you think of this one? Okay, I'm a little bit torn because they had a lot of potential to be really cool, mm-hmm. but I think it—I I don't. Well, it's a it's a middle grade book that are meant to be. It's meant to be shorter than 200 pages, so sure. like, I don't want to say it was rushed, but it was kind of rushed a whole bunch, right? <laughs> it was rushed, and I think this is either my least favorite book that we've oh, read so dang. far of Animorphs. Or my Dang. second, and I'm putting it second, possibly with Megamorphs. Yeah, because it was it favorite. felt like a Megamorphs in that it had absolutely nothing to do with anything and was not relevant to the plot of like yes. the main series. And at they all. never like resolved what Ugh. the problem was in the beginning, right? Right. This this was a mess. This was a mess. The, yeah, this book was weird, it, but it had a lot of potential to be super cool, like time traveling. There's a lot on the line. But we've already done time traveling in this series. So even like mm. the time traveling, I was not impressed by because I was like, we've already done it. <laughs> I guess that's true. They did have like their their copies of themselves and stuff. I don't know. Maybe maybe if it wasn't Jake that was in charge. <laughs> I do think I do think the Jake of it all really hurt this book too. I think we've said this before. Like I think last Animorphs, I was like, oh, you know, we always feel like the Jake ones are gonna be bad and then we read them and they're good but i think the other jake ones we've done have done a lot to like add to the series Mm -hmm. right because the Mm -hmm. we've only read two other jake ones it was the first book which we hadn't realized how garbage jake was at that point and the the jake one yeah the one where he gets turned into a controller temporarily so like Mm -hmm. those had a lot of like adding to the mythos of animorphs this just felt like a like a it felt like the episode of a of a tv series where it's like episode 22 of the 24 season or the 24 episode season and we need to have a filler episode before we deal with the big bad like that was the (laughs) vibe very true yeah it's um the other thing too that was very annoying about this to me was the whole time jake's like i'm a bad leader and we're all like no fucking shit you are but then he doesn't do anything to fix it he just acknowledges it and then goes about his day like nothing happened in the next book spoiler alert we did read the next book also already (laughs) yeah the leader thing was very irksome because i felt like it was it it was meant to be like a revelation like oh jake is insecure and thinks he's a bad leader but like We've been saying for 10 books that he's a bad leader, so. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he doesn't do anything good or right. And the whole time I was just like, you're right, Jake. You're right. Maybe you should step down. Maybe you should stop being a morph. (laughs) And don't even, like, try and come at us with the shit that you hate bugs. Like, you don't. This is just, like, denial. You love turning into a bug. There was a lot of bug talk in this book, and I have Mm -hmm. some thoughts about it. But I guess we should probably get into the plot of it huh yeah yeah i guess so so like we said this is a jake pov it opens with jake having a series of strange daydreams of being in a jungle Mm -hmm. at seemingly random times and this becomes like more clear that it's him 
um, as the daydreams go on. But first it's like, oh, all he saw was green and there were monkeys. And then it was like actually him and he was saying things to someone else. And then, so um, he doesn't know what's going on. And being the good leader that he is, he decides to keep this secret from the rest of his friends and just secretly thinks that he's we going really crazy. We have a talk with these children about their secret keeping because this continues to be a problem. Yes. It's very irritating to me. And I understand. They're 13-year-olds or however old they are. I don't know how much time has passed. Um, And they don't know how to communicate or deal with things uh, in an emotionally mature manner. But also, y'all are trying to save the world. And especially from Jake, who's constantly like, we have to fight the good fight and we must behave like warriors and whatever. It's like, and then you're going to do this where... Maybe if you were, like, the general Mm -hmm. of a vast army, I could kind of be like, okay, yeah, you don't want to seem weak to your men or whatever, and you don't know who you can trust or whatever. Like, that might be a leadership decision, but you're in charge of five people. You need to tell them. That are all your own age and were friends with you before. Except for the alien. (laughs) Yeah, except for the alien who's in love with you. Yes, But, like... And again, slight spoiler, but he like rags on Rachel for doing this exact mm-hmm. same shit in the next mm-hmm. book. And I'm just like, get the fuck over yourself. Jake, I'm over you. I'm done with you. And I'm pretty sure he's ragged on people for doing this shit in the past, too, because this is a constant thing with the Animorphs is whoever's. Yeah, it's like when they turned into the rats mm-hmm. and whoever's in charge of the book is like going to have a secret that they keep from all of the other Animorphs except for one of them. And then, like, mm-hmm. Marco's currently got the mom thing, which I guess that's a little more fair because it's less of, like, a related-to-battle situation and more of just, like, his personal trauma, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But he's got that going on. Um, Axe is just ne- never gives them the full information that they need for reasons, which is starting to get frustrating. I know. He's constantly, like... I could tell Axe was keeping something from me. Because he's in love with them. And fucking but... tell him to tell you. Right. Like. Anyway, secret secrets are no fun. Yes. Secret secrets get you year up. <laughs> <laughs> Tobias calls a meeting. Like, all the daydream stuff's happening. Whatever. Tobias calls a meeting because something, something has crashed into a grocery store. And I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> he suspects year activity because, of course... Because it is. But, like, what does the regular, what do regular people think about this? And they have, like, they go to, like, scope out this, um, this site as birds first. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, an assistant principal. Their assistant principal Chapman is, like, in charge of what's going on. And there's people walking around with machine guns. I'm just, like, what do, what do people think is happening? I think that, I, and I'm, I'm not sure, but I think that they have people doing construction out front. So they're like doing this front that like, oh, the grocery store's under construction. That's why it's closed. I think, because I think they say something about like, oh, Chapman was in a construction worker outfit, which to me is point number one of, I give the Animorphs a lot of shit for their poor planning and poor decision-making, but they're 13 and we're kind of pushed into this out of nowhere. The Yerks are like- Uh an army that does this professionally and that's got to be the one of two and i'll get to the second one later but one of two incredibly fucking stupid things the yerks do in this book (laughs) it's like you're aliens whose power is that you can go live in any host body and like any any host and it takes maybe like 
20 minutes to switch out your little slug Mm -hmm. self into a different brain, right? Like, we know that this happens quickly. It's not like, oh, we got to take, you know, five weeks in order to acclimate or something. It's like you put a year in a body and it's ready to go, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you have this, I think that the yerk in chat, which I know we know this yerk's name, but I can't remember it and I don't want to look it up. But that year, yeah, that's too many books. Too back. many books back. It was like number two, I think. But that year, who's <laughs> number two <laughs> from Kids Next no, Door? No, I mean the book number two. But oh, okay. When we found out this year's <laughs> name, um, but I think that it it um, is supposed to be like pretty mid ranking in the York Army, right? Like it's like mm-hmm. pretty mm-hmm. pretty high up there, but not like this or three level. Um, like he's still thirsty for promotion. Yes, yes, yes. So like. Okay, so he's in charge of stuff and whatever. Why in the fuck would you not... If he needs to go oversee the construction site and he is currently in the body of an assistant principal, why in the fuck would you not take the slug out of that body and put it in a different fucking body? An excellent question. An excellent question. (laughs) It makes no sense. Like, even... (laughs) These are, like, interchangeable sleeves to you people. Like, or I guess you... Slugs. And I guess because I think his wife or broodmate or something is in Chapman's wife's body. So I guess you could make the argument that like, oh, he doesn't want to leave her. Okay, so like switch out for the day and then go back when you're done. This- yeah, as I say, you got to do a job. Right? Like, this like- is like a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> it's one thing to have like the, the grocery store is closed. Like I can buy the grocery store's clothes and like they've, you know, put out some story about like construction or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it's super likely but it's not unlikely that somebody driving by would see the assistant principal of their kid's school doing construction work, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. That seems like a pretty <laughs> obvious oversight. I mean, it doesn't come to anything because plot needs to move along. Because the author didn't want it right. to. But <laughs> that's fucking stupid. That's a rookie mistake. And the Yorks are bad. It's so flimsy. <laughs> it's so flimsy. Uh, I'm just like curious how they got rid of all of the um, all of the witnesses. I'm assuming this happened at night. I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. It happened at night. <laughs> Did they just like kill all the witnesses? Yerk all the witnesses? All like all yerks now? Okay. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I I guess here's the thing. I work a night shift, so I go grocery shopping very late at night sometimes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. even if it's not a 24 hour grocery store. There, it is a slim window that there would be a grocery store with nobody in it because there's a lot of like, like that's when they do all the restocking pretty much is like after midnight until like two. And then most grocery stores are going to be open by like, you know, eight at the very latest, right? Like, yeah, I don't know. I'm, what time does grocery store open? I've never had to think about it. <laughs> My Kroger is open 24 hours. Yeah, and the ones by me aren't open 24 hours, but I don't know what time they open mm. in the morning because I always go. Publix opens at 7 a.m. So, like, I don't know. I mean, I yeah. guess it was the 90s and maybe things weren't open as 24 hours then. I don't know. I feel like that's kind of a more recent thing of, like. It was, it was a safe way. 
Oh, yeah, you're right. But when I Google what time does Safeway open, I don't get anything. Well, I just Googled Safeway hours. So let's see. Where is Safeway? We're going to we're going to find these animals. I have another point towards my Animorph location theory in the next book. But yes, let's see. Okay, there definitely are Safeways in California. So yeah, they have 240 in California. So that's fine. And let me see if they have one in the area I'm thinking of. Yep, they do. So I'm pretty sure I know where the Animorphs live. Triangulating. <laughs> Let's go visit them. <laughs> Close at 1 a.m. But yeah, point being, I think you're right that there would be, there would certainly be people. There would be a lot of witnesses. I mean, unless this is just like a real tiny itty bitty town, like of a thousand people with one grocery but store. But it's not because I know where they live but and that's not, not it. <laughs> Uh, so they go they want to go in and get a closer look at what's going on behind all this construction and so they go that evening and they go as flies because of course they do and before they're about to set off jake has like this really weird feeling he's that he feels like he should tell everyone to turn away it's a very strong persistent feeling more so than just like your normal Maybe this is a bad idea sort of vibes, but he ignores it and they go on and they buzz about as flies inside of the grocery store to see what's going on. And Cassie overhears Chapman, because Chapman is still there, overhears him saying that the thing that crashed into the grocery store is a Yerk bug fighter, but like a super cool, awesome prototype that goes very fast and they need it to fix they need to fix it up or Visser 3 is going to be big mad at everybody. <laughs> uh, so the group decides that the coolest, best thing to do would be to steal this bug fighter and drive it onto the lawn of the White House. This is just... <laughs> this is the legit plan. The dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> like, both as a plan from the Animorphs to think is good and also just, mm-hmm. like, for the author to be like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is it. I'm sorry, K.A. Applegate. This is the one where you lost me. Which, okay, spoiler alert, it doesn't really work, but... Yeah, like, it did. Yeah, what's the game plan from there, kids? Like, you're stuck on the opposite side of the country from where you Y'all live. Y'all gonna be Area 51 real quick. Like, yes. what are you doing? Yeah, even like, okay, so say they can morph into flies again. Mm-hmm. And then, or snakes or mice or something, and slither away from the site of the crash on the White House lawn. You know what's actually going to happen if this worked? You know what the uh-huh. actual logical response is to be? Like you said, they turn into whatever and slither away. So the White... Uh-huh. So, okay, so there's two options. Either they stay with the ship and explain, or they slither away. Let's go with the slither away one first, right? So they slither mm-hmm, away. Mm-hmm. People show up. They're like, oh, fuck, alien spaceship, I guess. Instead of being like... I don't know, literally any country invented some ship and yeah. now we have trouble right here yep. in River City. Um, <laughs> but let's say they jump to alien spaceship. You know what they're going to do? They're going to be like, okay, we got to protect from the aliens. Put up our, like, we got to start inventing alien shields. We got to like be on the lookout. Hey, yes. guess what? You know who's already on the planet? The fucking Yerks. You know who's not? Literally anybody who could help you. So when exactly. the fucking Andalites finally show their asses up, the fucking government's going to try to shoot them down. Because you've given them no explanation. You just left a fucking ship on their lawn and we're like, they'll figure it out. Other option, 
you stay with the ship and are like, hey, we're Animorphs. We can turn into animals. Here's the whole story. There's aliens and we can turn into animals. And here's one of the aliens. And also there's bad aliens. Y'all are going to be gonna vivisected. They're going to dissect you. They're going to vivisect you. You're going to be dead. <laughs> like, this is a dumb, bad plan. This is awful. And that's even assuming that, like, they won't get shot down. Like, I know that they were counting on there being cloaking technology or whatever. But they won't get shot down or, like, that they, um, the government won't just, like, hush it all up and never do anything about it. There's lots of variables here. Like, you can't just, you can't crash a UFO onto the lawn of the White House and be like, we beat the Yeeks because now everyone knows about them. Okay, and, like, that's the other thing. They're keeping, like, oh, if everybody knows about the Yerks, then. That's just going to make the Yerks go faster. Because right. how, how are regular humans going to know how to fight Yerks? Like, oh, everyone walk around with cotton balls in their ears. Right. Like, I want I want cool. Jake to fill in the blanks, right? It's like, yeah. if we, if everyone knows about the Yerks, then what does he think is going to happen after that? What is the after the then? Because it's like. <laughs> You guys, every single book, you keep telling us there are Yerks here on the planet and they can be anybody at any time and there's no way to figure it out. It's like, okay, cool. So, like, you guys need to figure out a way to deal with that. More yes. people knowing about the Yerks is not... It might be a little bit more helpful in that people will be like, yeah, let's not go to the sharing. But, like, <laughs> that's not that much more helpful. <laughs> That's just going to make everyone paranoid with everybody, and it's going to be bad news bears. Everyone's going to start shooting each other. Mm-hmm. Like. Yep. <laughs> Jesus. The problem is that they're all, like, they're, they're six, well, maybe five. I'll say Tobias is, is not included of in this, but they're all, like, big idea kids, mm-hmm. and there's no one that's no there to be the detail art. kid <laughs> except the one that got turned into a hawk. <laughs> They just keep coming up with these grand schemes and nobody, I mean, I guess that's kind of when you're 13, what it's like, right? Of like, oh, I, I'm just going to do this big thing. I don't have to think about how I get there. Right. Or like what will happen. Consequences be damned. Right, right, right. I'm just going to go touch a crocodile. Spoiler for the next book. I'm just going to go crash a ship on the lawn of the White House and surely it'll all work out from there. Which I guess, yeah. mm-hmm. to be fair, that is kind of, like, supposed to be how it works when you're 13. Is like, you do it. The adults will take care of and it. And the adults fix it, right? Yeah, they haven't been jaded. Uh, they just need an adult to come fix it for them. <laughs> uh, well, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> they all run to get into the ship, except for Tobias, who serves as a distraction. Um... He just he just flies around the grocery store being a hawk and everyone's shooting at him and um they get in the ship and they're like, Come on, Tobias, join us and they fly into the sky. But the cloaking shit isn't working. So they're intercepted by some military fighter jets. And they're like, We have to go higher. So they do. I just also want to point out that this is another great example of Jake's leadership abilities in this moment when they're in this fucking ship. And they're all taking their positions and whatever. And Axe is driving because he's the only capable one in this group. And mm-hmm. Well, the others don't have their licenses yet. Yeah, that's true. They're only 13. <laughs> but um, they find the weapons co- console or whatever. And uh, 
grab onto that. And Jake literally goes, maybe I should test the weapons to Axe. And Axe is like, yeah, sure, whatever, because he's busy driving. <laughs> what fucking idiotic, like, what are you, your plan right now is to drive to the White House and park yes. on the lawn. And your mm-hmm. thought is I should shoot lasers into space at this moment. Yep. Not even space. They're still like in the atmosphere. Into our point. skies. Into our Directly skies. overhead our state of California. <laughs> I should start shooting things. That will make the White House feel secure and believe me. Like, you know what would have been a good idea for a real leader? It w- they would have been like, hey, hey, Axe, park park the ship real quick. Uh, let's all let's all morph into Andalites and wave at these military people. All right. Good. All right. Message is out there now. They are aliens. Great. Let's go on. Let's move on. <laughs> we don't have to go all the way to the White House, boys. <laughs> right. Right. No matter, even though we know that they're in California, but... Even if we did believe there, there's we're not going to tell you where we are thing. Mm-hmm. No matter which state you're in, there are quicker options than driving to the White House to get the government <laughs> to know about aliens. But this was a very fast ship. So. That's true. But like that, that is. I mean, that being the case, <laughs> there are other government buildings that are closer to California than the White House. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that, like, you know, if you took an alien spacecraft to, say, like, a sporting event arena, mm-hmm. maybe, like, a Golden Gate Bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, Literally any populated area. Anywhere where there's a shit ton of people. Yeah, that's going to get the job done. Maybe you could just park it in front of a news studio. Like, what the, what the fuck? Honestly. But the news might be controlled by Yerks. Okay, then go to the next town over's <laughs> news station. You don't have to go all the way to TC. It's just that's they just learned about the Capitol in government class. And they were like, hmm. They're like, mm, Bill Clinton, he plays the saxophone and he one time did pot. Let's go there. He's cool. He seems like he'll, he'll help be us. chill with this whole alien situation. <laughs> so they go higher in the atmosphere to avoid the military fighter jets, but guess who is there waiting? It's Visser 3 and his very, very big ship that destroyed the original Andalite ship that Axe was on. And Axe is like, well, we can either escape, guaranteed escape, and go on to continue our plan of crashing into the lawn of the White House, (laughs) or we can try and shoot it once and see if we get a lucky shot in. What kind of lucky shot? Like, this isn't, isn't, like, Star Wars bullshit. Like, I have to get this shot into this one thing to blow the whole thing up. It's just like, nah, we're just going to turn around and fire and see what happens. (laughs) It's literally just like... I don't know, maybe shoot it and see if it dies. Yeah. Oh, maybe maybe they won't shoot back and their shields are down. It's probably and not also do it will that. hit Visser 3 directly because it was such a lucky shot. Maybe they have their windows open here in space. It's... <laughs> Children. <laughs> I cannot. Oh, this animals. this book. Decision making. Oh. So Jake's like, yeah, let's shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> Why, Jake? Because, I mean, I feel like 
They're just at the point. They're just tired. They don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to fight anymore. I, I just want to go home shit. and watch two hours of TGIF. I just want to shoot the ship and be done. I also think that there is something to be said about um, Jake and Marco, especially having very much like video game brain, right? Mm-hmm, Where they're like, mm-hmm. oh, we just have to do the one secret thing and it'll it'll unlock the issue and it'll fix it, right? Like uh-huh. they're they're trying to Konami code this shit, right? Like where they're <laughs> where they're like, maybe if we just shoot it, that'll do it. Like maybe maybe that'll do it. And yeah, to be let's fair, just try that. Because this is kind of my issue with this book, uh, and the series a little bit at this point. That anytime they do fuck up, it does seem like they get a new life, right? Like yeah, yeah, everything resets just like a sitcom. It's it's a little bit it's a little bit of a problem. <laughs> it's not they're not learning from their mistakes because every time they fuck up really bad it's fine they continue to go on and fuck up very badly (laughs) yeah there hasn't been enough for for the amount of times their lives have been at stake or that they've almost died or actually have died in Mm -hmm. marco's case they have not really done a lot of character growth yeah i mean like the one the one kind of consequence that has stuck has also been the one that has taught them the best right like Tobias mm-hmm. got stuck as a hawk. He is stuck for realsies. So now they're all very careful about the two-hour thing, right? Yes. So I'm just saying, if Someone one has of, to die, if one of them died, I the vote for Jake. Would learn. <laughs> <laughs> it's for the greater good. Jake's got to die. The greater good. <laughs> so both ships shoot at the same time, and the beams connect like some priori incantatum shit. <laughs> And the ships crash. And when everyone comes to, they are surprised to find that they are in a jungle. Not unlike Jake's day- daydreams. And also it's weird because it's daytime. And they started this adventure mm-hmm. during the evening hours. Mm-hmm. And this coupled with the information that Jake finally gives up about his dreams allows Axe to surmise that the Draken beams, Draken, Draken beams? I forgot how I agreed to pronounce that. Draken beams, maybe. I think See, it looks like. It looks like Draco and Malfoy, Dra- Draken. You gotta, you gotta stop seeing Malfoy and everything. I know that. Yeah, that the Draco Malfoy beams hitting at the same time caused what Andalites call a Sario rip. And the Sario rip, I don't know. It's like some science voodoo bullshit yeah. that basically caused the group to travel back in time by creating a second version of themselves and throwing them back twelve hours in the past. And Jake was having these dreams because he was existing in two places at once. I don't know how, like, two lasers did that. What are their lasers made out of? (laughs) Time molecules. (laughs) (laughs) We shoot in the fourth dimension. I mean, look, we are in a world in which... People turn into animals by having the extra DNA of the animals hang out in zero space or whatever mm, mm-hmm, yes. that they can pull into themselves at will. And that also, makes sense. That tracks, though. And also whales are gods. So like. Yes. Uh-huh. And cares? dogs are aliens. Dogs are aliens. Who cares? There's no rules. <laughs> no rules just right. And worse. This is science fiction, M. <laughs> um, also, skipping ahead a little bit in the narrative, Cassie's like, why is Jake the only one that has these visions? And Axe is like, well, Jake's probably the only one that's real. And we're all just memories or ghosts or something. And everyone's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I would be a little bit more <laughs> freaked out by that. <laughs> just a little. Because the, the logical conclusion there is 
because this is where I thought it was going, is that everybody else is going to die, right? Yes, that's what I thought. And Jake would be the last one. It's not what happens, though. There or everyone else twist. did die, and Jake is just living some sort of dream in his near-death state. Right. Mm-hmm. So I would be a little bit more fucked up about the situation than these kids are, but I guess they're fine with they're it. Fine. They're fine. They face death on a weekly basis. They're <laughs> fine. Uh, but also, also, there is a pretty strict timeline where they have to figure out a way to stop the Sario rip from happening or else both versions of themselves will be annihilated or some shit. I don't know if they just like explode or they just cease to be. Yeah, I. it was unclear to me. I mean, time travel is always kind of bullshit in these. (laughs) Yeah, it's very hard to do time travel well. But um, yeah, they 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 realize that the time is one nineteen or one twenty or something like that because can tell time perfectly. Yeah, because Axe is a perfect uh, watch. Um, (laughs) Yeah, they have to get back by eight whatever in order to prevent the rip from happening because if they they don't then like they'll continue on and there will be two versions of but that's the thing it's like if there super wouldn't be two versions of them right there's two versions of them currently so like that shouldn't because yeah they say that they're gonna they'll every version of themselves will just cease to exist but that destroyed doesn't make sense no it's it's like acts is like Okay, it's so like it's a paradox, and it, it can't it can't be. I'm like, yeah, but you already made a paradox because there's already two versions of you. Right, the paradox is happening right then, right in yeah. the one o'clock to eight o'clock, whatever the specifics are, time frame. Mm-hmm. That's when the paradox is happening. After eight o'clock, there's only one version of them, right? Because the first version, version A, has traveled back in time and is now catching up. Version B yeah. is now continuing on from eight o'clock onwards. So it's like. No, there's... Oh, I guess that's true. That's just like a little loop they made. Yeah, so there's only... There's two versions of them now, and it's Paradox now and shouldn't be able to happen. But after 8 o'clock, there will be only one version of them again. And mm-hmm. I think, like, they're... So like, as long as they don't have sex with themselves, they'll yeah, be fine. Just don't kill... Just Duh. don't kill your past self and you're good. I don't understand. I didn't understand the... What the urgent... Like, they're, they have to get back in order to... Maybe no, that doesn't make sense either. I don't know. I didn't understand the time travel. It it upset me. I was I was made upset by this time. It was travel. very loosey goosey. I need stricter time travel rules. Well, yeah, I think that's. I think with any sort of like time travel fiction, there have to be these like hard rules, right? Mm-hmm. And these are just like it was just like K. A. Applegate was like, mm, this works for this book. Yeah, no one's gonna read all fifty four of my books in one sitting. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> In book, uh, I want to say six or seven, the one where we did tra- time travel before with Rachel, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they there was two versions of Rachel in that, right? So, because they time traveled to the future, and Rachel was a controller in the future. Right? Yeah, she was right. Fi- yeah, she was there. So, yes, yes, yes. Is it like there was enough? Sp- time space between them that they don't count as the same person anymore or like why wasn't that a paradox or, that needed to be solved i don't think i guess we could also say that that was whatever what were those the guys called yeah the elements maybe that was all just like fake mm, 
Because mm, it was all part of like a thing to get them to keep fighting to or whatever, right? The, yeah, to take them away to another planet. Yeah. So they wander around the jungle for a while. They get some jaguar morphs. They get some monkey morphs. And they also find out that the Yerks traveled back in time with them, including Visser 3. So everyone's just sneaking around the jungle, looking for the bandalites, killing anything that moves, destroying huge swaths of rainforest. It's really cool. Which this is the other dumb, dumb thing that the Yerks do. That I'm like, Yerks are idiots. And specifically, mm-hmm. Visser 3 is an idiot. Because... um. 100%. Like you said, they've they've they know the the bandalites are around. They're trying to kill them. They see them as monkeys at one point, and they're like, mm-hmm. "We got to kill all the monkeys." So they start shooting monkeys, and they're like, "Let's just kill everything. Let's kill the trees." So then, like, Visser Three shows up as a snake, and is like, "Fuck you guys! You guys are idiots! Why are you shooting trees? Do you think the andalites morphed into trees? You dumb idiot assholes! You could have shot me. There's no way they could be trees. They couldn't be living plants." What are you doing, you dumb assholes? Why are you killing the trees, idiots? And then literally, like, ten pages later, Visser 3 turns into a living vine. So it's like, I don't know, it seems like maybe you should kill the trees. <laughs> maybe he knew they were there, and instead of just, like, killing them, because he is a big dumb dumb leader like Jake, he's like, I'm gonna lay this elaborate plot out right here i'm in it for the long con i'm gonna yell really loudly don't shoot the trees people <laughs> can't no turn people into trees you guys and axe is familiar with his That's vine true. form he's like oh it's this animal so like axe knows that there are animals or i'm saying animals i i don't know exactly we again don't know what the rules are beings, beings that look species. like plants that are like Creatures. moving living plants so like Yes. I said living plants, like yes. plants aren't alive. They definitely are. Sometimes they're petrified <laughs> so most, pieces of wood. All plants can move around. They just choose not to. Um, yes. Oh, my God. Terrifying. <laughs> yeah, basically, Mr. 3 turns into the, the creature from the ruins, right? Is like... Yes, that's what I was going to say. It's giving me real ruins vibes. <laughs> oh, man. We he all... was just eating the, the bandalites. And... Just fucking stupid. Fucking stupid yeah. that he's like, they can't be. They can't be plants. Why are you bothering? They to can't shoot be plants? plants, you fucking morons. It's like only I can be plants. Only I can be plants. <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> During this time, the Vandalites come across an indigenous group of people. I think they don't really say who they are, um, but they're able to communicate with the Vandalites using a mix of gestures and like Marco knows a little bit of Spanish and they think maybe they're speaking Portuguese. So although I do like how I do like how Marco is like, oh I think it's either Portuguese or Spanish because like my mom and grandma always spoke Spanish. Um mm-hmm. I think it's his mom and grandma he says, but yeah. Um I can't understand Portuguese and I can only understand like fifty words in Spanish. But like one of those fifty words apparently is the verb for to kill. So, like, what were his mom and grandma talking about? <laughs> only it's, if it's anything like how my childhood was, your parents only teach you the words they don't want to say in English that everyone understands <laughs> what they're saying. So, because you got to talk shit about people, right? <laughs> so, from what the bandlights can surmise, the people that live in the jungle are pissed at the Yerks for destroying the rainforest. And so, they're going to do their best to fight them. Also, Jake contemplates a lot about how he's a bad leader, and it's very annoying. And he takes a nap. Which... And he takes a nap. Yep, they all take a nap. 
Do, and they, do they all take a nap or does Jake take an hour nap during this time sensitive mission <laughs> in which they that's have a, good a question. set amount of time and he decides that the best use of that time is to take a fucking nap. Well, was that after like the whole Rachel debacle? Oh, it might have been, but I don't care. Yeah, it's they're, all, they're all tired. They have to sleep. So Rachel like... She fights. She's fighting some hork bajir or something in the in the rainforest as a grizzly bear, and she gets real fucked up and falls over unconscious. And then ants just swarm her bear body and are like traveling in and out of her eardrums and nose holes and down her mouth and shit. And they're all afraid the ants are going to kill her, so they have to wake her up, and it's very stressful. And then they all have to take a nap after. They don't though. <laughs> They do. And there's only there's only a certain amount of time they have before they are they, they cease to exist, but there's never a bad time for a nap. Of all the times of all the times in this book where they may have been helped by just slowing down for or this book series rather, where they may have been helped by slowing down for just an hour or so and stopping and chilling out and thinking about things. Mm-hmm. This was not one of those times. <laughs> no, this was the best time. On a strict time limit situation. Jake was like, Axe, how much more time do we have? And Axe is like, three hours. And Jake's like, ah, so one hour. One hour <laughs> of napping <laughs> because we can only morph for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> one hour of naps. Half an hour for me to talk to Cassie about the fact that we're in a relationship but not. And but then not. like, we still got like an hour and a half to like destroy Vista 3 and fly back to our uh, hometown and somehow fix the Sario rip or whatever. Yeah. And also, should we still go to the White House? Is that still, <laughs> That's still on the are table? We on, are like, we on schedule are, for that? Are we doing that still? Is that part of the plan? <laughs> Get the president on the phone. Anyway, they find the crash site of Visser 3's big ship and are happy to find that the Yerks have also dragged the bug fighter to be closer to the big ship so they can get in it and fly away. There is also a whole thing in this. I, I don't know if we mentioned that. Um, the axe thing. The yeah. axe stole the computer chip for the ship as they like dipped out. Yes. There's a lot of ips in that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that the they couldn't control it. And I guess like if the Yerks could have controlled the ship, they could have gone. I don't know. I didn't understand it. I didn't care. But the whole point of it was like jake realizing that if axe had just left the chip there stuff would have worked itself out and him being like kind of annoyed at axe for not being able to think that far ahead yes and i feel like the whole thing was like definitely someone at the publishing house is like listen applegate uh we love the Animorphs. You know we love them. We just gotta ask, what's the deal with this Jake kid? Why is he in charge? Why isn't the blue alien in charge? And Applegate was just like, no, fuck that. Jake is the best. Jake is the leader. I'm gonna- Jake is my baby. Like, she was, like, writing acts, making a stupid decision, except not really. Except in... it was Jake's stupid decision? Yeah, yeah, in order to justify Jake still being the leader, so Jake could be like, yeah. it was so hard having to lead and having to realize these things and being annoyed that Axe didn't realize these things and not. I am like Atlas leading. with this burden on my shoulders. <laughs> anyway, the whole thing was a trap. Visser 3 has morphed into the creature that's a bunch of branches and vines, and he attacks the Animorphs a lot. Just hammers them, hammers them. Yes. Jake morphs into a monkey so he can better climb Visser 3's morph. It was like that scene in Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull where Shia LaBeouf swings around with the monkeys. Yes, That's yes, all I could picture. Yes. <laughs> That's all I could picture. I also did feel like, um, and I'm trying to remember what was 
kind of the vibe in the 90s in regards to like the teaching of evolution in school because I did feel like Applegate was really hammering the fact that yes humans are humans and yes. primates like share a common ancestor like I feel like mm-hmm. she definitely was a little bit like very much trying to um teach evolution teach in schools. Ev- yeah yeah be like which I mean like I agree with but like yeah, it yeah, was yeah. kind of like she is a little heavy-handed. It's a little though. heavy-handed. Like <laughs> it's like Jake's like, "Did you know that the reason that humans can throw things is that because monkeys would swing from vine to vine? <laughs> they like turn in and turn into monkeys and they get the monkey brain and they're like, "Oh, the monkey brain, it's so similar to our own because of our common ancestor." Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we get it. Got it, got it, got it. So Jake's swinging around and with the help of the friends that they made earlier in the rainforest, Jake is able to take one of their poison tip spears and he throws it at Visser 3, which does some amount of damage probably, but it doesn't matter because even though Visser 3 is injured, he snaps Jake's neck. Womp womp. Jake's dead. Yay. <laughs> the series is over. <laughs> no, no. We get to continue with the other ones. <laughs> oh, thank God. Thank God. They're all really sad for like one book, but then everyone gets over it. <laughs> Yeah, Megamorphs number two, (laughs) the grieving book, and then it's back to business as usual. Jake wakes up back in his hometown right before the Bandalites are about to storm the grocery store. And he's like, hey, guys, let's not. So they don't. So. Nothing matters. (laughs) Nothing in this book mattered. (laughs) Um, And later he's like talking to Axe about it. And Axe is like, wow, that does sound like a Saria rip. Well, you probably died, so that's how you're able to come back to the regular time and change the future or whatever. And how you, like, I guess because his version died and all of the others' versions were still alive, it's like the consciousness is snapped back together. So he becomes version version B's, whose body is now dead. The consciousness mm-hmm. snaps to version A. So version A now has the consciousness of A and B, which is why, except that doesn't make sense because why was... Uh, he... Didn't the others die first? Yeah, I don't know. I think that they were probably still alive and just injured. So I think that okay. Jake is the only one who died. So that's why he can remember everything. Except he died like two minutes before, or like right before they did this going on the adventure thing. So why was he getting the flashbacks prior to that? Like, I don't just because he had the consciousness in him the whole time, but he didn't. I get see it just it's <sighs> too loosey But anyway, because of all that, they do, he doesn't even get to keep his morphs because none of it really happened because it already yeah no morphs and also what are they gonna do about this bug fighter that's super fast, you guys? Just not worry about it. I literally don't think it's ever gonna come up again. <laughs> I'd believe it. Um, this was such a weird, just like. Nothing. It was such nothing. a middle book of a series, right? Literally the only thing that changed in this, like in terms of narrative, is Jake was doubting his abilities as a leader and he learned that all leaders fuck up sometimes and that just happens and you gotta deal with it. Which like I feel like he probably should have learned by now by the numerous times he's yeah. fucked up. <laughs> but also I do want to point out, because I harp on this constantly, although I understand that their morphs don't count, that we found out that eventually you don't get they didn't get to keep any of the jungle morphs because it never actually happened, um, they're still fucking idiots for not touching every single thing in that jungle. 
<laughs> honestly all of these strange and exotic animals right. there's like a scene where jake wakes up and there's this humongous ass beetle crawling all over him and he didn't Should try and get that, that up you know he loves bugs they at one point uh rachel nearly gets eaten by piranhas i would have been like give me one of them little suckers give me a piranha, it up, please. just pet it held it in my hand acquired it tossed it back in the river yep easy peasy yep. they almost get eaten by a snake jake gets bitten by a snake so they pick up monkeys and jaguars. They don't pick up the fire ants, which would have been bomb as hell. Um, I know, you know, the ant issue would still remain, but like fire ants, though. Better ant than the one they had, probably. Right. Like you need to upgrade your ants. Instead, they're like, oh, we, we're too scared of all of the poisonous things in this jungle. We don't want to touch them. And it's like, okay, well, you guys are lame. 100% lame. Also, I don't believe that the poison of the arrow frogs or whatever that they like the poison tip that they you know i don't believe mm-hmm. that that would necessarily affect this or three's form that seems like nonsense bullshit like why would poison from one planet be poisonous to a thing on a completely different planet that's a good that question. doesn't make sense to me yeah that's a very good question that could have just been like a juice box to right this or three could have been like that did nothing i'm vines <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> anyway Anyway, it was it was a weak a weak link in this otherwise impeccable series. <laughs> agreed, agreed. Let's leave this in the past and never discuss it again, except for our segments <laughs> that we're going to do right now. <laughs> so they were all a mess, but who was your most valuable morph this week? Uh, um, I forgot that this was one of our segments. I think the only one that didn't, like, do stupid stuff Mm -hmm. was Cassie. (laughs) Uh, yeah. She was the one that noticed the time difference, and she also didn't do anything rash and stupid. She did, however, have a love scene with Jake, and it made me want to puke in my mouth. Yeah, that's true. She rested her head on his shoulder or something. Gross. 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 (laughs) Yeah, how about you? Who... Who's yours? I think I gotta give it to Tobias again. I mean, I think you're probably right. Cassie was the least stupid of them in this book. But I think Tobias did the most in terms of actually making decisions that were not, like, incredibly detrimental. Like, he was the one Mm. who scoped out the whole situation with the Yerks and, like, realized that there was an issue. He was the one putting his life on the line by distracting everyone. He was constantly, like up in the trees trying to like scope stuff out being tactical like thinking ahead whereas everybody else is just trudging through the jungle like idiots clomping through the trees yeah um i think tobias he needs a better team he really does he's just being dragged down by these idiots i actually don't think tobias necessarily should be the leader of a like if it was a good team he should be the leader but he definitely should be the leader of this team because he's yeah he's definitely the strongest of this team maybe like middling on someone else's team because he did get stuck as a hawk immediately. Right. And again, he's he's <laughs> got the ability to be the tactician because he's not fucking doing anything else. And they bring that up in this book mm-hmm. where he's like being all upset about the fact that he can't be helpful with Morphang. And they're like, well, you've already done so much with the, you know, like scouting and stuff. And it's like, yeah, because he should be in charge. He's literally the eyes in the sky. Why are we? Yep. Why are, yeah. why are we fucking around with Jake and his He has nothing fetish? else to do all day except for thinking, think about the Yerks and being an animorph. Like, <laughs> and eat mice. And that doesn't take that much mice. time. 
<sighs> okay, so morbid moment. Morbid moment. What you got? Yeah. I don't. I was gonna say the viscer three turning into a vine monster just because it did remind me of the ruins. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a much scarier, morbid book than yeah. this one was. But it gave me those vibes again. Mm-hmm. It was creepy. Didn't like mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And then the ant thing with Rachel. Too bad we'll probably never see that morph again because Visser 3, unlike the Animorphs, is good at picking up different morphs and utilizing them. <laughs> no, that's good. That's his big predator morph that he morphs into every time there's a fight. Vine man. I literally don't think we've seen a repeat from Visser 3, have we? He's, oh, yeah, no. He just comes up with a different Goliath beast monster literally every time, and it's great. Which is a little bit of a deus ex machina because, like, I mean, how can we as the readers say, like, that doesn't exist. That's too many monsters. Like, who knows what he's done in his past life? Like, Well, I think, and this is skipping ahead to the next book, but I think there is a line in that where he's like, oh, I just acquired this. So literally, Vista 3 is, like, dipping out. He's still acquiring yes. shit. He's like, oh, I've heard about this cool-ass beast monster mm. over in the Nebulon galaxy. I'm going to dip over there real quick and pick that up. So he's yeah. like... He's doing what the Animorphs should be doing on Earth on a global True. or on a um, intergalactic scale, and it's a plus. Good work, Visser Three. Though he did, he did bow to the skunk smell. He did bow. So to the skunk he is smell, also very stupid, and he also <laughs> didn't realize that things could be plants when he himself was a plant. So yes, like... I can't forgive him these stupid things, but Ugh. he is better at being an Animorph than the than the other children are. Um, do you have a morbid moment? Uh, yeah, it's that Jake is still in charge. Jake? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that guy, man. Fuck that guy. Why is he, why is he in charge? <laughs> why, who let him? Who, who gave him this power? <laughs> um, uh. so, oh, what's our last one? Oh, series, series theories. theories. Looking ahead. Uh, I, I had one at the beginning of this, because I thought, it, I stupidly thought that this was setting something up for a bigger thing but mm-hmm. it turned out to not be that at all and it was resolved in this book so i was very wrong um Damn. but i guess i'll go ahead and sh- i don't know because it's literally the only like serious theory i had for this book at the beginning when jake is having his flashbacks he has a flashback to um marco or i guess a s- flash sideways would really be what it is to yeah Mar- <laughs> to marco um saying something about like He's like, oh, we're all stuck in a jungle and our favorite space cadet is off being a surprisingly hot monkey. And I was like, oh, fuck, they're going to introduce a new female character for Marco to have a love interest. And it's going to be like Mm. some alien who can also do morphing type stuff was my thought. Um, Mm -hmm. But then that turned out to be completely incorrect. It was just Axe turned into a monkey and was a female monkey and all the other monkeys wanted to fuck that Mm. monkey. Which is weird, but that's where we were at. <laughs> so yeah, no, no, uh, no real serious theories for this one because this book didn't add anything Bummer. to the series. Yeah, honestly, it it, it like control Z'd itself. Yeah, at the very end. so it was like whatever, mm, whatever happened in this book does stayed in this book, guys. Doesn't matter. matter. I hope that ship does come back up and fuck up things, though. Yeah, it probably won't though. I feel like this is this is the thing that I'm starting to expect with these books is it's going to introduce all these new aliens and dog aliens and new fast ships <laughs> and then just drop them immediately because they have to be self-contained books that are sold to children at book fairs. Mm-hmm. Though, though, serious theory though mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I think this is... Remember that time where I accidentally read a spoiler and 
and saw that they travel back in time to like yeah yeah, yeah. the 1940s and also further back in time yeah. from there oh so you think maybe it's gonna be a sario rip thing yeah Interesting. because how else would that explain them coming back also like so, i don't think they got wait, like wait 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 some... so are you thinking that they're gonna travel back in time and then have to kill themselves at the end of any time travel adventure it would be really morbid it would be very morbid but also hmm, i don't know i don't like how would they go that far back in time like i don't think they're getting like transporter belts yeah 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 like deadpool well maybe it'll be like a sorrow rip restart because this this is the thing with this book is that it's specifically because they only traveled within their own timeline that it's this big problem, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe like if they go far enough back in time, they can Sario rip themselves back to yeah. The so they just need to bring lots of lasers, dragon, dragon lots of beams, lasers to which shoot I guess each begs other. the question too: What happens at like if two controllers just like accidentally shoot each other? Time travel, <laughs> time travel, <laughs> bam! So cool. I don't know. I'm maybe like, maybe I'm just hoping because, you know, we have been like set up by Kay Applegate before to be like, this is really lame. Mm-hmm. But then the second half of the book twists and we're like, oh, shit, maybe she's going to do that with a whole book. Maybe. And then later on in the series, we'll be like, oh, shit. Or maybe the ghostwriters will be like, remember that thing that you just like <laughs> threw in in book 12 or 11? I'm going to bring it back and make it important. <laughs> I guess I guess it is kind of hard to say because we are still still in the first definitely half possibly quarter of this series i'm yeah. trying to do math um, well, it's 54 divided yeah, by yeah, four. Yeah, we're, we're in the first quarter still uh <laughs> it is hard to guess what things will pay off long run but mm-hmm. i just i just don't know this one shook my faith in applegate a little bit because it was so lame yes agreed <laughs> but we're moving on Um, We're moving on. We're getting to a slightly less lame book. So next week, we are going to be kicking off our unit on magical realism and fabulism, or whatever we're calling it, uh, which is going to start with Skellig by David Almond. Um, So you can Mm -hmm. come by to check that out next week if you would like. And then if you are just here for the Animorphs, that'll be week after when we will be reading Animorphs number 12. I should have. The reaction. The reaction. The reaction. What? Why was this book called The Forgotten? Because everybody forgot all of it except for Jake. Oh, okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Look, it's just got to sound cool. They're not trying to. I guess. I think she was just like running out of words. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> um, what are other ominous sounding words? What are other ominous nouns? The secret. The forgotten. <laughs> um, so, yeah, check that out uh, two weeks from now. That's going to mm-hmm. be a Rachel POV. In the meantime, if you have any Stanomorph thoughts that you would like to share with us, or if you have any submissions that you would like us to read for our more regular Shelf Aware episodes, you can feel free to tweet at us at Shelf Cast or email us shelfawarecast at gmail.com. As always, thank you to Van Cope for the use of our theme song. You can check out his YouTube channel in our show notes below. And we are also on all of your favorite podcast aggregating platforms. So if you haven't followed or subscribed to us on one of those, you definitely should um, because it'll, if you are, if you go through what you might think is a Sario rip, you can just check your phone and see what Shelf Aware episode is out because <laughs> they're now out on a weekly basis. And that will help you realize that you have traveled through time. Maybe. 
If you use Apple Podcasts, we'd very much appreciate a five-star review. But if you do not use Apple Podcasts, that's okay because we'll let you talk about us anywhere you want as long as it's good. Well, if it's bad, I guess we can't really stop you, but (laughs) that would be mean. Uh, In the words of K.A. Applegate, just because you're a bird doesn't mean flapping is easy. (laughs) So true. (laughs) So true. true. That's like the one wise thing Jake has ever said. (laughs) Oh, I had had a question. Yeah. (laughs) Because I had like a typo in my book. Okay. It's on page 41. It says, I was blind for a couple of seconds. Then you, exclamation point, the fly eyes turned on and the whole world was different. Do you have this typo as well? I do. I'm trying to parse it now. I don't, yeah, I couldn't tell if it was a typo typo of. Maybe they just the you, maybe it's just supposed to be then the fly eyes turned on. But why would there be an exclamation mark in there? Then you. Then you? I don't know. Then you! Then you. I I can't understand. I can't understand what this could possibly mean. (laughs) Then you? And you! Then you. I was blind for a couple of seconds. Then you? Then... (laughs) Maybe it's supposed to be a different word, like an exclamation of some point, then yikes, or then yoink. Maybe. 